Any health-related information on the following show provides general information only. Content presented on any show by any host or guest should not be substituted for a doctor's advice. Always consult your physician before beginning any new diet, exercise, or treatment program. Welcome to Accelerated Health Radio on W4HC Radio, where you can learn to accelerate your body, mind, and spirit to reclaim the true potential that exists within you through cutting-edge wellness, tools, and modalities. Here's your host, Sarah Banta. Welcome to Accelerated Health Radio on W4HC and W4CS. I'm your host, Sarah Banta. I'm a health coach, natural supplement expert, and busy mom of three teenagers. For those of you joining us for the first time today, I graduated from Stanford, as well as the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and the Invincible Wellness System. As I was on my own journey for my own health after hitting rock bottom with hormonal issues, thyroid issues, literally no digestion and Having Crohn's disease, I was introduced to holistic modalities, supplements, nutrition, and cutting-edge technologies that heal the body. Partially through my journey, my third-grade son at the time was diagnosed with leukemia. I had been introduced to a supplement now known as Accelerated Silver, which you can find at acceleratedhealthproducts.com that I started giving him in addition to cleaning up his diet and within a year, not only were the cancer cells gone, but the anemia and other nutritional deficiencies he had had disappeared as well. And he's now 17, never missed a day of school from the colder flu in the last eight years. He's a national record holder for crew. And he's been my inspiration to stay on top of the cutting edge modalities and supplements that go after curing the incurable and helping my clients and my family live their most optimal lives in body, mind, and spirit. And I truly believe that the body does want to and is capable of rebuilding and healing itself, regardless of what chronic diseases you may have. I'm here for you to answer your questions and bring you innovative and cutting-edge technologies and health solutions to empower you and your ability to reach your optimal state of health. And now to introduce my guest, I'm so excited, Cal Washington. Cal is the CEO of Empower Movement and also serves on the board alongside four other volunteer industry leaders. He's an empowerment advocate who has spent several years fighting for justice for people who have been abused by corruption within the justice system. I have discussed at length in my videos, if you follow me at all, and my blogs about the dangers of smart meters and all non-ionizing and ionizing radiation. Even though I use supplements like Acceleridine Iodine and Nuke No More uh, to zero out the radiation out of your body and PEMF machines like the amp coil to do so as well, it really isn't enough and we shouldn't have to do these things to combat the negative effects that, that are being forced upon the mass population. I would like to use all of these things to get ahead of the game, to anti-age, and not just to tread water and not go forward, but not go backwards. Um, Most people don't even understand the true negative ramifications of radiation. So not only are there many health problems associated with things like smart meters, including the devastation in um, in the the health, like people with heart and brain and reproductive issues, in addition to the mitochondria dysfunction, but this radiation is at the heart of virtually all chronic disease. Uh, More than just health issues, these meters are part of a much larger covert surveillance system that I want to talk to Cal about. Uh, designed to spy on and track you and to profit from the sale of user data. Your privacy is non-existent as we know it, and it's only going to get worse unless we do something about it. And this is something that I've really struggled with as I love control and I've felt empowered by healing my own body with um, supplements and cutting edge technologies. But these issues are bigger than us and it's almost like it's out of our control until today. And that's why I'm so excited to have Cal here to help us get our power back. 
Cal and his team have discovered a way to use commerce to leverage our power against politicians and corporations to ensure the right and ability to refuse smart meters. This method is able to not only fight against smart meters, but other things like forced vaccinations and the rollout of 5G. And this is something that I uh, hits home with me because I live in California and we do have forced vaccinations here. So Cal, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thanks, Sarah. I'm um, pretty happy to be here, actually. Awesome. Well, why don't we get started with telling everybody how you came across this ability to use what is now known as the notice of liability. I know you went through your own legal issues and a lot of trial and error, so we can start with your history a little bit. Yeah, I was just a normal person uh, with a with a normal understanding of what the court was. I thought it was, um, you know, a justice system with the, you know, the, the balance that, that image that you have of it and that, you know, it's about getting to the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Cause you hear all these things on TV. And so that's what you think is actually going on there until you are face to face with it. And, and then you find out that that's not what's going on there. And um, so it was a, just a long journey of trying to figure out what was going on in there and, and what to do about it. And um, through a lot of trial and error, um, I, you know, I, I got arrested. I, I got I had summonses um, on and on and on, and um, through all that, I, I sort of just bumped into what's called commerce and started using that as my um, as my remedy, and that's what worked. They started running. Judges would. You know, the first time I tried something, the judge ran out of the room, and so that was the. The beginning of the end of my um, interactions with them. It's just shocking to hear that a judge would actually run out of the room. Were you? Did you know what you had when you when this happened? Did you know what you were holding in your power? No, and a lot of people think that I do did, and no, it was still just trial and error, and I was just as shocked as everybody else when he ran out of the room. We're all looking at each other like, what just happened? Like everybody, the whole, uh, you know, all the lawyers, the, the the sheriffs, they're all we're all looking at each other like, what just what's going on here? Because he he literally ran as if he had, uh, you know, as if a gun went off or had diarrhea or something. He was literally running and um, and out the door. So explain in layman's terms what you had and why it worked and why he ran. Well, this, this opens up a can of worms. What I had, what I had done is I had bonded the case. So I, I'd learned some commerce. Um, I didn't know anything like what I know now, but um, we were, we were, we were, we had studied it and we were just trying things because we had tried numerous other things that, you know, had different results, but so it, what I did was I bonded the case. Now, I'd already appeared on that case uh, three or four times and didn't get any kind of reaction like that. And then we were sitting outside the courtroom because we don't like the um, bowing when the judge comes in. It's there's They got you doing some kind of ritual with that. And um, so we would always just stay outside until the judge came in the room and... So we were sitting outside and they called my case inside the courtroom and we weren't in there. So they paid you outside in the hallway. And so I heard my name called and um, or the name, I should say. And I and I walked through the door with my friend. And um, as we're walking in the door, he's running off the bench. And how did he know before you said anything? I guess I'm a little confused as to what he knew you had before you even walked in or said anything in court. Well, when when you do a bond, I don't want to get too far into this. Okay. <laughs> but, but but because people get, um, they want to know how to do a bond, that kind of thing. It's And it's not, we'll just leave it at that. So. I, I bonded the case, and that's done outside of the court, and then you give notice to the court. So he was aware of oh, that. gotcha. Yeah, so he was aware of the bond. So when my case was called, 
Um, he sat there because I wasn't in the room. He thought, okay, maybe he's not going to be here. And then we walked through the door and he ran. He just gotcha. yeah, he panicked. And um, we didn't know what to do or, um, you know, what that meant or we didn't know what was going on. And um, you, you, most of the stuff I learned, I learned after the fact. You have to sit down and think about what happened and then, and then try and come up with a, uh, a synopsis of it. And then, okay, well, let's just try that again. And then um, when you try it the second and third time and you get a similar reaction, then you know, okay, well, that's working. And that's just what we did. Okay. So this is this is something that I had a hard time really understanding when I first watched the video, video one on Empower Movement. Um, and I had to watch it a couple of times and really understand the structure of the United States and Canada as corporations. So it's very different from what we believe. And it's so it's ironic that this last fall, I had to deal with the courts and, and some legal issues. And um, you think that it's going to be fair. You think everything's going to go in the direction you want it to go in because you're right. You're on the right side. You're doing, you're honest. You're an honest person. You're doing all the right things. And it's not necessarily the, the fact. But can you explain the true structure of the United States and Canada as corporations and the court system as a business? Yeah, I mean that's that's the big illusion. And um, if you if you watch the the movie, the old movie, The Wizard of Oz, that movie is telling you quite a bit. And I'm not sure why, but it it does. So you can take the analogy from that. Um, there's an illusion of something, and everybody believes it's real, but there's something else going on in behind the scenes. And um, once you see that, it becomes obvious. Like once you see the man behind the curtain, it, it's obvious, and then the reality changes. Uh, so, but until you see that man behind the curtain, you still believe in the Oz figure that's on the screen, and he's you know speaking into the microphone. And so it's natural to under, to, to think a certain way. You, you, we were brought up a certain way, and you're taught at a very young age in school um, certain certain things. But these aren't um, these aren't true. So the structure of um, well, Canada is a whole different thing. Um, the United States does have a constitution, and there is a republic, and it's still um, it's still alive. It's still viable. Um, but what they did is they put a corporation with the same name on top of that, and it's it's how it's um, centered in Washington D.C. Um, and it's called the United States of America, all capital letters. And um, so what happens is it's a corporation just the same as Walmart or um, I don't know, uh, whatever, big McDonald's, Coca-Cola, anything like that. It's a for-profit corporation that operates as a government. And you'll find that almost all, if not all, the countries in the world are are this entity. They're corporations, and therefore they um, fall under corporate law, including ancient um, merchant type law. So it's, it's like a merchant law. They're they're all merchants. And for those that understand the Bible, you'll you'll read about all this in Revelation 18. And it explains that all the kings of the world are, are joined to this, to this system. And um, so Canada itself is, um, is registered at the U.S. SEC as Canada as a foreign government. It, it, um, so all its uh, commercial offerings. And Cal, you're... you're... Your sound is a little, it, it, can you speak up a little bit or get closer to the mic? For some reason, it, it got um, cut off a little bit. Okay. Yeah, so Canada is a, uh, registered at the, at the United States uh, Securities Commission, Securities Exchange Commission. And so it's just the same as any other large corporation that offers securities. That was shared. 
Oh, you're going in and out. Or so, did you move in a different place? Nope. <laughs> We're having a hard time hearing you. Okay, let me just. Uh, How's that? That's better. Great. Okay. Yeah. So, United States and Canada are corporations, and um, this is why. Uh, a lot of people have trouble getting the Constitution into a United States court because they're not subject to it. It's a corporation and is only subject to corporate law. In a, in a sense, they are, they still, um, like the judge himself has to honor the, the corporation if he's, a, if he's acting as a, um, a judge in the Republic, but he's acting as a employee of a corporation and therefore constitution isn't valid in there just the same way if you had a dispute with your boss at walmart you wouldn't take the constitution in there we just look at you like what does that have to do with it um because you have an agreement with the with the united states corporation and you're basically an employee okay so let's go through that walmart um, explanation because that was that I've heard you talk about that before and it really makes sense where if your boss is, is asking you to do something against your contract your original contract then what happens because that's under the jurisdiction of the state or the city and then the state and then can you go through that yeah so if you're an employee at, at Walmart you're you did not, they did not force you to work there. So you have to understand that. You went in and applied, and apply means beg, um, to have a job there. And then you, you agreed to give up your, some of your freedom. In other words, I am going to show up at your store for X amount of hours per day, per week, and you're going to give me these things called dollars. And so you 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 waive your some of your freedom. You you give up your freedom. So that's the that's the concept you have to sort of understand. And everybody does that. And everybody understands that at that level. So with that in mind, um, the U.S. corporation has made you an employee, and you you're not aware of it, but you've you've applied for certain things, like your SSN number, your driver's license. Um, hunting license, fishing license, um, numerous ways that they've, they've uh, contracted you in. And therefore, you have to um, ab abide by the laws of that corporation, or the, not the laws, the bylaws or the rules of that corporation. That's the trick. So once you understand the concept of, um, of, of your job at Walmart, it's the same thing with the United States with the um, United States of America. So if, if you had a dispute with your um, boss at Walmart, you would not bring the Constitution in. You, you couldn't go to the, your boss and say, uh, I'm not going to show up on Sunday because I have the right to pursue happiness and I think I'd be much happier uh, at the beach than at work. So that's what I'm going to do. They would look at you like, what are you talking about? Okay, so as the U.S. and Canada are corporations, and so now we're entering this contract, and so where does that fit in with the notice of liability that you have discovered? Okay, so when I was in court, um, what what came about through through just trial and error was that the court is well I kind of knew the court is a business as well and the thing about Walmart is it has it has to obey certain laws in commerce it had you can't um, you can't go outside the rules of, of commerce even Walmart so the United States is the same thing and so is Canada and so is the court they they have to obey certain certain commercial rules. Once you discover this, um, you have remedy in in those realms. You just don't know it. And 
one of the beauties of um, or the upside of them turning us into merchants is that you can start to use merchant law. So they've turned us into merchants by um, through the birth certificate. And then once you come of age, you start getting licenses, etc. And then your big, the biggest um, proof of it is your SSN number. That's your merchant number. And that's why you can't open a bank account without it. Um, you, you can't file a tax return without it. You, can, you can't do anything without that SSN number. It's really difficult to operate in commerce without it because that is your merchant number. So because they've made us merchants, a lot of people try and fight that and say, I'm not that name and I'm on, uh, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not, my, my name's not capitalized. And you can do all that. And I tried all that. I, I went through all of that. And at the end of the day, it, it didn't matter because I just started acting like the entity that they created um, for me. I, I started acting as a merchant and using ancient merchant uh, customs and, and rules. And that's when they panicked and um, they had to back down. Okay. Um, I'm a... I'm still a little confused. So, so here we are. That's why I just want to make, be, make this very clear. Yeah. Um, we are merchants, and they essentially we've we are, have been assigned a social security number, and that is our title, and that's how we operate under their system, under corporate jurisdiction. Is that correct, or is this common law, law merchant law? Can you explain the difference and how they are all organized? Okay, well, the common law is um, is the old um, man-made law from England. So all the Commonwealth countries, including the United States, um, operate under common law. Common law is just um, basically case law from a, from just through tradition and courts and they and the, they built up this um, body of law based on um, past cases so it's it's like precedent type law for the most part it, it was codified by um, Blackstone so you can read um, in called the Blackstone um, commentaries so the common law it ha is its own jurisdiction and the merchant law had its own jurisdiction in the Middle Ages. And um, it was called uh, Lex Mercatoria or Law Merchant. And they had their own courts and um, their own way of adjudicating. Everything was a, a much faster because you, you, you were dealing with merchants. So the merchants, they had to have this body of law because as trade started to, to happen and ships were built, etc., you had um, people from all different, you know, countries, different laws, different money, different. There was just a hodgepodge of people trying to interact and and trade at the fairs. So they they had this body of law that was for merchants only, and all the merchants agreed to this because it was fair, it was quick, um, it got to the root of the problem very quickly. And so it was it was dynamic and it and it worked really well. But in the uh, 1700s, it got fused into the common law officially. And then they just kind of stopped talking about it. But it is actually tied to the common law. And um, so that's part of the problem. So once. Uh, if you understood law merchant the way that I do you would understand that if you were dealing with somebody and they didn't understand the, the law merchant, you could take extreme advantage of them. Now, the merchants as a class all understood this, so you couldn't take advantage of another merchant. But what they've done is made ignorant people merchants and then are using merchant customs on them, and you know, like tacit agreement and... and um, these, these types of things. So that's that's the, the problem that we're, it's not a problem, it, it's the situation that we're in. And so I, I learned it 
the hard way. And um, now I'm trying to teach people to use merchant law against the corporations, including what we understand as the government, because they're just corporations too, and they're operating in this ancient law as well. So that's the that's the rub. That's the um, they were they used it to take advantage. But if people wake up and understand what's happened, and then start to use it against them, but the table turns very quickly. So the, the tacit agreement, and my understanding is essentially that this is an agreement that we by not for let's let's talk about smart meters for a second um it's basically that they are putting a smart meter on our house and they have us in a tacit agreement and this means that by us not saying that i don't want the meter or giving them a counter offer that we agree to having that smart meter on our house. Is that correct? That's correct. And so you can't, part of law merchant is you don't refuse. It's a, it was an honorable system. And I, and I put quotations around honorable. You always had to um, agree. There always had to be an agreement. So even if you didn't agree, you had to say, I agree if, or I agree when, or, you know, Put conditions on it, so it's a conditional acceptance. And if you do, and if you just go, I refuse or I disagree, you lose automatically. That's that's part of the customs, and um, it, because you're you're dishonoring the other merchant, there has to be this honor thing. And in the Bible, it, um, Jesus talks about you have to settle with your brother on the way to court. That's it's the same principle. Like law merchant in the Bible um, are this are mirrors of each other. The, the principles are the same. Uh, and I'm not sure which is first. It doesn't really matter. They're the, they, they mirror each other. Okay, so if we don't want for, so let's take the smart meter as an example. Yeah. Um, if we don't want that meter on our house and we are trying to reverse the rollout of the smart meters and, and just for those out there, my own experience is I know of the health effects for smart meters. So I called my utilities company and I asked for the old analog meter to be put on my house. And, uh, they, (laughs) they had to, they had to order some, they didn't have them in stock. And the guy from SoCal Edison came out or called me and said, I've got seven here. I'm going to have someone come put one out on your house. I'm taking one for myself. So if you have any other friends that want one, let me know. So I didn't have to go through any legal issue to get what I wanted on my house. So it, it, first thing, it, make sure you ask the question. Call your call your utilities company and ask the question. You want the analog meter on your house. But saying all of that... If you were to go to the company, in some instances, um, I don't want a meter on my house and you are putting the power company um, a notice of liability is essentially saying if you put the meter on my house, it's going to cost you personally a certain amount of money per day. Is that correct? And this is because of the contract that we have with our utilities company. Yes, it's it's that's partly correct. So the, the first part of it is I will accept your meter if you can prove it's safe. And here's the criteria. And you have to do it in a sworn affidavit that you swear that this is true with, with actual proof that it's safe. Then I will accept it. So, so that's the that's the um, that's the really active part of it. You sort that um, you have to really understand that. That's what puts you in the um, in the honor position, and this goes up into spiritual realms as well. So, um, like I said, this principle is in the Bible. So, you settle with your brother. So, I, I see you want to put a meter on my house. I don't really like it, and he, you know, and I got my reasons why, but I will take it if you can prove it's safe. And if you can't prove it safe, then if you put it on my house, I'm going to charge you uh, X amount of dollars per day. 
Okay, and then this example also could be used for 5G, but the difference between 5G is that they may be putting towers that aren't necessarily on my personal property, but are within my, um, you know, that are still affecting me from a distance. So how would, how is that still applicable? Because or you do have, we know yet? Yeah, because you have the right to, uh, to be here, just like um, a piece of grass, a tree, a bird, a cow, um, we're all here, and therefore I have I have the right to breathe air. I have the right to move about, and so as I'm moving about in my daily sojourning, like just visiting this place, um, I have the right to to not be attacked by your by your um, your gadget. So again, if you put your gadgets where I where I tend to sojourn, then I will accept that if you can prove it safe. If you can't prove it safe, and I sojourn, and I and, you, and I come across one of your things, then you're going to have to pay me. So in that instance, you are serving the utility company or the AT&T company a notice of liability for a certain dollar amount. Is that correct? That's correct. And so you and Empower Movement have created documents for people to use in order to carry this notice of liability out. Yes. And I know there's phase one and phase two. Do you want to describe what phase one was and the three examples that have actually worked already? Well, we did... Um we did, like, uh, this was another thing, just, we just stumbled into it. Um, my friend did a movie about smart meters and then um, realized that although he was um, telling people about the problem, there was no solution. And he'd heard about um, some of the things that had happened to me in court. And he asked me to write a... Um, see if I could write a document that, that could be used. And so I, I did. And then he asked me to come and speak on it. And he lived in Seattle at the time. And, um, and so I did that. And then a couple of months later, we ended up in Detroit and I spoke to a group there and then another city in, in Canada. So that it, it all just kind of um, organically happened. And uh, so before you know, we had three cities doing this notice. And um, of the two American cities, Detroit and Seattle, um, I think I have to be careful because when we say stuff publicly, um, they, they attack. But um, let me just say that overall, of the people who have done this, more people than not have their analog meters still. Gotcha. And... The other thought that I wanted to, to go back to, which is really intriguing to me, because I've heard you mention that when you are in the hospital and you give birth to, to a baby, that you actually don't want to give them a name and do a birth certificate, but also put, put, do a process of putting a lien on your child. Is that correct? That's not that's not something I um, do or talk about. Um, okay. Yeah, that, that's probably somebody else. Um, the, the birth certificate thing, um, it is, like I said, it's a two-edged sword because you are, and I would suggest people study this because, um, you know, 99.9% .9 of us are operating under a birth certificate. Very few people don't get registered. So, Part of your research is look up the word registered. So the root word is regi. It's a Latin word. Just look that up. And you will find that as you register things, you're giving it to the root word of regi. And um, so when you register your car, when you register your home, when you register to go to school, when you re like we register a lot of things as you, as you start to think through your life. And this is another one of these tricks. So when you register your ch your child at birth, um, 
you are giving it up and um, it, you're giving up title to it. And um, just be aware of that. Now, like I said, because of what they've done and, be, and um, you know, person like me has gone through what I went through and it was, it was hellish. But I, I can see what's happening now and um, we can actually act like merchants and change things very quickly because they have duped us. They have tricked us into being merchants so they could take advantage. So if we wake up and go, hey, I, I'm a merchant. OK, here's my first move. That's when the judge runs out of the room. How many judges out there do you think actually are aware of what's going on and and actually know you know, that are smart enough to actually run out of the room when you walk in? Most. Um, it, I found that most judges knew what I was doing and most lawyers did not. Hmm. That's interesting. Yep. Well, real, real quick, we're going to go to a, a short commercial break and be right back with uh, Cal and talk about what we can do going forward and how easy steps, step by step, what, what steps we need to take to get our power back. Thanks, Cal. We'll be right back. All right. Are you wanting to optimize your physical, mental and emotional health? Visit www.acceleratedhealthproducts.com. Accelerated Health Products to detox, reset, and rebuild your immune system naturally and to accelerate your body, mind, and spirit with cutting-edge supplements and solutions. Get Sarah Banta's personal advice on a protocol just right for you. That's www.acceleratedhealthproducts.com. Welcome back to Accelerated Health Radio. We're here with Cal Washington from Empower Movement. And Cal, I, I'm, this is, a, it's fair, it's mind-blowing to most people listening. And, and Kevin's, Kevin's asking, does this apply in the United States? Yes. And Missy, Missy was asking, are you talking about maritime law? How does that, how is that related? Maritime law, admiralty law is, was, has its own jurisdiction as well. So going, you got to go way back to understand all this stuff because this is ancient. Um, like commerce is ancient, ancient, ancient. Um, they have, they have, there's stone tablets with um, bills of exchange, checks, that type of thing. Like going way, way back. People think banking is new. It's not. It's, it's. This is, a, this has been here a long time. So just understand that. So Admiralty came when they started building ships and trading they had to have uh, again rules that kind of made sense for everybody and um, so it had a lot to do with shipping but it crossed over into merchant law because you're mostly shipping goods so they were very intertwined but they were somewhat separate and then it, it went through iterations where they really crossed over and um, you know what one, one thing had to go into the other and back and forth so Admiralty law is um, has to do more with shipping, and merchant law has to do with more with trading the actual goods um, once the ship is there. So there is a crossover, and um, so in in the staple courts and the uh, pie powder courts, that's the reason why they had to do things very quickly. So if there was a dispute, you would start your court case say at nine o'clock in the morning. And there would be three summonses before noon to make sure the person showed up. So you could get a judgment in hours, not days, weeks, months. Because everything was transient and the ship was leaving at the next tide. So you had to have a judgment before that ship left. Mm. And so it's now called summary judgment in, in um, the courts today. But when you hear that word, you know that, that's, that they're operating in Lex Mercatoria. They're operating in an old, ancient... Um, merchant type law got it well let's talk about phase two and is that where we are currently and what you are trying to do now so once we um once we kind of opened up and did um sort of a manual thing in three cities uh everything was done manually we went on the dr mercola show 
and did an in interview there and we were inundated like we were literally overwhelmed uh, you know like the, the group of volunteers was maybe five six people and we ended up with like thousands of inquiries of uh, emails and and uh, people wanting to join and all this and we just really did not have the infrastructure to deal with it but from that large group that came through the Mercola thing, a lot of people are still here now that like they joined at that point in time to help us try and sort through everything. And um, so we realized that we needed to be able to automate um, the, the documents. And this is gonna have to be something much larger and we have to have some infrastructure to, to handle it. And so we're in that stage now where we're about to open um, where we can go worldwide, um, at least in North America and Europe. Um, we, don't, we don't have anybody that's interested in Asia or, um, or the Eastern sort of bloc countries, but um, we have interest in most of the European countries and all of the Commonwealth countries. And so you will, you're certain you're looking for um, monetary donations and support and also people to follow through with these notice of liabilities to put their, uh, you know, their, their utility companies on notice. Is that correct? That's correct. So the, and the four, um, the four agendas that we're, we call them, uh, that we're doing at this point are smart meters, force vaccinations, uh, 5G, and then geoengineering, the, the spraying and, and altering the, the thing. And once you start to study these things, they all are related. Like there's, there really aren't four different things. They're all, the, they're all coming from the same place and they're all um, intertwined. They all, they all work in concert. Yes, and and it's uh, it's really scary. It's a, a <laughs> their strategy coming at you with all these different and all these different angles. And like I mentioned in the beginning, my job is to provide supplements and modalities to detox you from these things and to protect you. But that can only go so far, and we really just need to get rid of them and to take our power back. Um, yeah. So. You know, it, the way to look at this is this is a military operation. It's very, um, they've been working at this a very long time. They knew this time in history was coming. Uh, and that's a whole other topic. But, um, but they are moving commercially. And that's their Achilles heel for somebody like me who, who can see it. So they're doing military um, implementation through commerce it's not a it's not like a the army of a country that is putting this stuff in it's AT&T Sprint it's your vaccination companies it's your utility and that's their Achilles heel at the same time through you know part of their overall plan was to turn us into merchants so they could take advantage they weren't counting on somebody like me and there's others who come up and can see this and go, hey, well, if you're going to be forcing this ancient, um, um, these ancient customs up upon us, here's my first move. And they have to honor it. So in the, in the Bible, in Revelation 18, it says, take the cup that they've been handing you, fill it double and hand it back. <laughs> There's an instruction in there. That's uh, very ironic, isn't it? Yep. Well, so where where can people find you and where do they go to take that first action step and and uh, be a part of this movement? Uh, Empowermovement.com is our website. And I also recommend he mentioned Mercola and uh, Dr. Mercola has on his website a great article that really lays out this whole process in um, very clear terms. And it's it's overwhelming. It's mind blowing. And the first time I heard this, I thought, oh, that's way too out there. I, you know, that's too big for me. I don't understand it. I can't grasp it. But with the amount of people that are behind it, with the amount of people that are waking up to what they're trying to do, 
And it is, it, it's a call of action. We have to do this. We have to go after it and we have to move together. Um, and as soon as we get momentum, they will back down. They have no choice. So I highly recommend you check out the article at Mercola. You check out the video at empowermovement.com. It's really something that you're going to hear a lot more about. Cal is is definitely being interviewed by a lot of people and, and getting his word out there. And we need to be part of that movement. So, um Cal, I can't thank you enough for coming. And I wanted to, I always ask my guests and I want to ask you, what do you do on a personal basis, on a daily basis, every day to accelerate your body, mind and spirit and keep moving forward? Well, I do take, um, I do take iodine and salt um, and I, I'm a drummer. And um, I get a lot out of um, practicing the drums. The, the amount of focus that it takes uh, puts you into a um, like multiple states of mind, put it that way. And um, so that's, um, that's something that I do. And um, it keeps me very balanced. Because uh, dealing with the, you know, the, the powers that be, um, on a daily basis and, and everything that goes with that is um, is taxing. And so I, I balance that with my drumming and my music. And, um, it just keeps, uh, keeps me, keeps me balanced really. That's what it, well, that's what it does. I love it. And everyone knows my um, belief in iodine and, and we do take the same iodine. It's the accelerodyne and uh, it's, it's, extremely important for your pineal gland for connecting with your higher self and to be able to clear that mental fog and be able to function in the most optimal way well we can't thank you enough cal for bringing this to our attention and letting us know where to find you at empowermovement.com and also like i said jeff definitely check out mercola's article i also wanted to mention that an exciting news at accelerated health products is that I have launched this week uh, my new CBD oil and CBD lotion. And this is from hemp. And just to be clear, because I know there's a lot of CBD confusion out there. This is not marijuana. This is not going to get you high. It is legal. It is um, only at 3%, only has 3% THC. And what it has been shown to help with are anxiety and depression, um, helps with cancer-related symptoms like uh, nausea, vomiting, and pain. Um, it's also been shown to help with acne, and neuroprotective properties, and even improve your heart health. And there's was a study by the Brightfield Group and HelloMD where 2,400 people were surveyed about their knowledge. And these were the findings that overall, the consumers of the CBD were satisfied with its effectiveness for treating a, a variety of medical conditions, including insomnia, depression, anxiety, and joint pain. 42% of those people using CBD products were able to stop their prescription medications. 80% of the group that found that the CBD was either effective or very effective at treating their specific conditions, including things like anxiety and depression and joint pain. And less than 3% uh, found them to be ineffective. 66% uh, of them found that their CBD products were more effective than the over-the-counter uh, medications for whatever ailment they were using. And so with knowing that, that's why I got into really researching CBD and making sure that I found the best of the best. So accelerated CBD uh, contains, like I said, 0.3 uh, THC or less. It's tested by third-party um, um, companies and it's legal, it's organic, and it's all grown in Colorado. So check it out. I'm, I have been sleeping better than ever and I highly recommend it. Um, and I really want to thank you guys for joining me today. And if I can help you with any of your health issues, you can contact me directly, Sarah Banta, 
at Sarah at acceleratedhealthproducts.com. I'm happy to put together a health protocol for you. And if you had any questions today for Cal, I'm happy to answer those as well if you want to email me directly and I can send them off to Cal. I know sometimes it's hard to know where to start with your health. So you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram under Accelerated Health Products and my YouTube channel under Accelerated Health Radio. You can also find me on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Pandora, and whatever podcast platform you subscribe to. This episode will be on iHeartRadio in a day or two. So if you have any friends that would be interested in listening to it, you can share it with them um, at that time. I'm now also on Accelerated Health Bites, where I do short informational videos about health topics and solutions that you ask about. So if you have a health condition or a topic you want me to address, let me know. And if you also like what you hear today, please hit the subscribe button and share this with a few friends who made me my help. As you share my channel, it helps me help more people like you and bring more cutting edge guests on my show. Don't miss next week's interview with Dr. Sean Baker, who is a pioneer in the space of the carnivore diet. Oh my goodness, he's he's amazing. And please send me your questions and topics you'd love to hear. Again, you can find the supplements and many informational videos on my website, acceleratedhealthproducts.com. You can also use coupon code W4HC20 for 20% off site-wide, including all the supplements I mentioned today. Thanks again for joining us here on Accelerated Health Radio and have a great week. Are you wanting to optimize your physical, mental, and emotional health? Visit www.acceleratedhealthproducts.com. Accelerated Health Products to detox, reset, and rebuild your immune system naturally and to accelerate your body, mind, and spirit with cutting-edge supplements and solutions. Get Sarah Banta's personal advice on a protocol just right for you. That's www.acceleratedhealthproducts.com. Thank you for joining us today on W4HC Radio for Accelerated Health Radio with Sarah Banta. Make sure to tune in every week at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to uncover your highest potential through natural and innovative wellness modalities.